if you were to Google the word collide. You would see that this word is a verb. And it means to hit with force when moving. The word is synonymous with crash, bang, slam, impact. But it can also mean that you're coming into conflict or opposition. And this is what we're going to talk about today. On this episode of The Shift, where last time we talked about bolus, this time we're going to talk about a collision. But not just any collision, we're talking about a beautiful collision. about I want to say eight or nine years old maybe ten somewhere around there and uh, we were out in the street me and my brother my cousin we're out on the street playing playing football and uh, I remember my cousin throwing the ball up in the air and it was kind of a free-for-all you know you you just you run and you catch it it was like a kickoff kind of thing and uh i had to run and catch it before my brother caught it we were opponents and i remember running and i'm looking up at the ball and not paying attention exactly to where i was going just looking up at the ball and running as hard as I could and jumping into the air to catch this football and and coming full force in opposite directions in contact with my brother there was a collision 
we collided <laughs> in that street. And it was painful. Knocked the wind out of me. And I remember something. I, I think his, his foot or his knee and my knee coll- collided or like right beneath my knee. And I mean, it swelled up. I had this huge knot on my leg, like below my knee, right, right on the side of my shin. It was horrible. <laughs> that hurt so bad. But it was a collision. And there's a lot of there's a lot of things in our lifetimes that happened. We have a there's a lot of times where we collide with things, right? And one of the most memorable collisions that I had I mean, I remember this day like like it was yesterday in some parts. There's some parts that I don't remember at all. But I know that I was in, on my way to have an important meeting. It was a high-stress kind of situation. You know, it was a difficult meeting that I was going to have with... Uh, this guy that I was that I was working with and... I mean, it was it was one of those things where I was going to lay some things on the table, for, you know, really lay my heart out on the table and say, "Look, these these are some concerns, um, and things that I I believe need to be addressed if we're going to continue this this path together." Um, and so it was a, it was a difficult task that was up ahead and I was consumed with thinking about this and I remember I got in, I got in the car and uh, it was a little Nissan Sentra and I got in the car and in the CD player it was a Shane and Shane worship CD that was playing Um, I can still hear it in my head in fact when I hear the song that was playing at the time of the accident. No matter where I'm at, it takes me back to that moment. And so I was, I was driving down the street, headed to my meeting place, thinking about what I was going to say, thinking about, um, the difficult task ahead and how I didn't want to damage a friendship. I didn't want to, um, hurt anybody, but I I really just wanted to make things better. Um, with some legitimate concerns, you know? And, uh, and I knew that if, what I was about to say wasn't received well, then it would be the end of that relationship and it would be the end of that friendship and we would be walking on separate paths. And so I was consumed by this thought and I was I was consumed by this, by these prayers of like, God, give me the right words to say and just, you know, those things that you think when you're going into those situations, like just 
bring grace and peace into the situation. And as I'm driving and this song is playing and I'm thinking through this th- these words and I'm praying and I'm singing this song and there's all these things that are happening, I don't realize that the three-lane road that I'm on, the two lanes to the left of me have stopped and the traffic and there's cars backed up and I don't realize at the time that the reason they were stopped is because the intersection that they were stopped at the light had turned red and I'm just driving through and I'm thinking and I'm praying and I'm talking to myself and I'm singing this song in the, on the that's in the CD player and I'm passing vehicles there goes a truck on my left a van a car and suddenly I realize they're not moving I'm moving as I look up I noticed the red that the light was red and to my left a large truck pulls into my path that intersection had had a green light for some time and there was not like traffic had been stopped and was just starting to roll through these cars were going through and i and as my really small nissan sentra entered that four-way intersection I mean, I immediately was like, oh no. I mean, seriously, there was no thoughts. There was no like, I didn't cuss. I didn't, I mean, all I thought was no. And I slammed the brake. There's no way this car is going to stop. I'm going, I mean, I'm traveling at, at road speeds. The truck that's in front of me is feet away. I try to slam the brakes. Nothing happens, of course. I slide. And the next thing I know, there's an impact. There's a collision. The airbag deploys, smashes me in the face. The car fills with smoke the car is still moving whatever I hit the truck that I hit I have bounced off of it and my car is now still moving and I don't know where it's going because I can't see where it's going because the car is full of smoke and I can't get my arms to the steering wheel because the airbag is deployed and my, my hands have been pushed aside and my face has been pushed back and I open my eyes and all I see is the smoke and I just the smell of burning and put my phone on silent sorry about that my hands have been pushed back 
there's this the smell of burning there's the 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 smoke in the car I'm still moving I can't get my hands to the steering wheel I envision that I'm moving deeper into oncoming traffic that any second now I'm going to get blindsided by something else I feel my car jumping curbs hoping that I'm not jumping people (laughs) and then it finally comes to a stop I was able to get the door open the the entire front end of the car has been demolished I mean the engine is on the street there's pieces of the car everywhere the tires are broken like the um, axle broke the glass the windshield is shattered the airbags have deployed I open the door and roll out onto the street and just sit there. My nose is bleeding from getting hit in the face with the airbag. My collarbone is aching. And I just sit there. And it feels like hours go by. It was probably one second. But at some point, I realized I'm not the only one involved in this thing. I've hit somebody. So I I stand up and I start looking around to figure out who I hit. And there's this truck stopped in the middle of the street. And this older gentleman gets out of the truck and he's yelling at me, Don't you know what a red light is? Red means stop. Don't you know that? And he's yelling at me. I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I have nothing to say. I, I'm going. I'm, I mean, my mouth is like trying to formulate words, but there's nothing coming out. I watch as these two older people get out of the truck and go to the back. It was a four door. Go to the back door, open the door, and remove two babies. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's this is like the worst possible situation. I've not only hit this truck, demolished my car." But inside the truck are these two older people and these two babies. And I'm like, can this situation get any worse? There was a collision that happened in the middle of that street. The fire department came and they were like, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm fine. And they said, no, you're really not. I mean, look, based on the condition of your car, we have to send you to get checked out. I got put in an ambulance, hauled off. There was a collision in that intersection. I never made it to that meeting. In fact, the guy that I was meeting with had maybe gotten a little tired of waiting for me. And he knew where I lived and he thought maybe I forgot. And so he was coming back down the street to my house to check on me to see if I had forgotten about the meeting. And along the way, he passes the accident scene and he sees my car. And he drives by and he goes to my house and he says, you know, I was married at the time. And she says, yeah, he's, he left for the meeting already. And he thinks about the accident scene and he goes back, comes back up the street And I'm already in the ambulance by this point. 
And I see him, he comes into the ambulance and he sits down. I said, what do you, how did you get here? And he explains to me what happened. And he was going to go get my wife and meet us at the hospital. And that meeting never took place because I had a whole different perspective after that. There are times in your life when, when, when a collision takes place and it changes your arc. Just like my, my car went through the intersection and bounced off of that truck, my life bounced off of that moment and turned. But how many other collisions do we have in our lives that aren't just about car accidents? You know, when I was, when I was six years old, I collided with my abuser, right? I collided, my path collided with this guy who took advantage of me and it changed my arc. Years later, I would walk into my house and everything was gone. My wife had left me. There was a divorce. There was a collision. And my life collided with that moment and it changed my arc. But not every collision ends in pain. Because while it may hurt at the moment, yeah, getting hit in the face with an airbag hurts. Having your chest bounce off of a seatbelt hurts. But not every collision ends in pain. Sometimes sometimes a collision is the best thing that'll ever happen to you. This is where the everything and the nothing collide. It's a matter of perspective. It's, it's what you do with the collision. It's what you learn in the collision. And when your arc changes, when your path changes, does it change for the better? Does it change for the worse? Do you allow it to hold you down? Do you allow it to break you down? Or do you keep moving? Do you learn from the collision and do you take steps forward? And there's all these things that happen all the time. And sometimes things break us down. And sometimes things are like, oh, man, that's a good, I, I learned something here and I can keep moving. And we have all these different reactions to, to these little collisions and big collisions in our lives. But 
there's a bigger collision that I want to talk to you about. Not just the little things, not just the bad things, the hurtful, the painful things. There's a collision that is the most important collision you will ever experience in your life. The most important collision, the most important arc change, the most beautiful collision you can experience is when you finally collide with yourself. When all of these things that have guided your path and have put you on a path and, and, and you're like, well, this is just who I am and this is just how I deal with things. And you get to a place where you just look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, you know what? I'm done with this. And you, you collide with your ideologies, you collide with your theology, you collide with your philosophy, you collide with your worldview, you collide with everything you, you were taught, you collide with everything that you believed in, you collide with yourself. And you say, these things aren't going to define me anymore. These things that I've been through, that have arc, that have shaped my arc and have carved this path for me, these things aren't going to dictate and define who I am. I'm going to take control. I'm going to own my life story. I'm going to own these things that happened to me. I'm going to own my decisions. And I'm going to carve out my own path moving forward. And when I have a collision, I'm going to, I'm not going to let it shape me or define me or let it control my arc. I'm going to control it. And how do you do that? How do you do that? How do you get to that place where you're not just saying that, but you're actually taking the steps to do that? You got to step outside of yourself. You find a mentor. You find somebody who's down the path further than you are. And you go to that person and you say, look, I mean, in my own life, I've taken on coaches for so many things. And some of them were just in my life for a season. And I still talk to these guys and sometimes ladies. I, I, I love them, but they're not coaching me anymore. Because what I needed them for, they were there for. And now I've, I've moved on to the next thing. And there was a time like after my divorce, I, I didn't know. I didn't know how to deal with an ex-wife. I didn't know how to be a, uh, the best parent that I could for my kids when I couldn't get along with their mom and, and we had no communication and we were trying to destroy each other. How can you be a parent and you're in that situation? So I took on a mentor I, took, I, I went to this guy that his story was similar to mine, but he was years down the road and he had done it successfully, learning the hard way. And I said, man, I don't want to make the same mistakes. 
I don't want to keep making the same mistakes that I've been making. I need you to help me. And we would meet for lunch every week, and he would say, how's it going? And I'll say, well, this is what happened this week. And he would say, well, we talked about that, and this is what you need to do, and this is how you need to handle that. And I would do what he said, and come back the next week and say, how did it go this week? And I would say, man, I did what you said, and it was a lot better. You got to have coaches, man. You got to put people in your life that are further down the path than you are. People that when you're when you're down and you're struggling, they're the ones that you turn to for hope because they've been there. And they're the ones who are going to look at you and say, "Hey, you're not your story's not over here. This this collision that you're going through, this this painful time, that's not the end of you. Pull yourself up and get over here. <laughs> Let's talk about what's next. We can't do this life alone, man. We can't we can't go through this path and walk this journey by ourselves. We weren't ever meant to do that. We need people. We need to reach out. In my own collision, my own collision is happening right now. I mean, there's been a lot of collisions. There's been collisions with myself. There's, but, the, but the big one that we've been talking about, this shift that's happening, the shift that's coming where I'm saying, I've been saying the next thing is on the, on the verge. I mean, on the edge of breaking through to the next thing. And the next thing is now. Because while you're listening to this, I'm sitting in a room somewhere starting that that journey. Getting the tools that I know I don't have, put in my toolbox so that I can be a better me. I can be a better dad. I can be a better son brother, friend. I can be a better employee. I can be a better officer, security officer, patrol officer. I can be a better podcaster. (laughs) Not the skills of podcasting, but the message and the purpose of this podcast is in the shift. And yeah, there's goofy things and there's funny things and there's all this stuff, but the message is is in the shift. And right now, while you're listening to this, I'm in the shift. And when I come out of that shift on the other side, next week, I'm going to be a whole different me. It's the metamorphosis. I'm going into the cocoon. I'm the hungry caterpillar. And I'm going into the cocoon this weekend. And I'm going to come out a beautiful butterfly on the other side. 
Or a moth, I don't know. I mean, that's the... That's the plan anyway, right? The shift. And the, and this whole... This whole podcast... That you're listening to... That you've been listening to... It's in the shift. There's a bigger collision... There's a much bigger collision. And this is the one that's even difficult for me to talk about. I used to talk about this collision all the time. But somewhere along the way, I got separated from that connection. And I'm in, but I'm in the shift. I'm moving, I'm moving into the the place that I need to be and the place that I want to be. And I told you guys in Bolus when I was talking about the story of Jesus. I said, there's something about that that's drawing me in. And there's a, there's a collision contained in that story. The story of Jesus and the story of God's love. There is a, a collision of massive, massive proportions contained in that story. And there was a time when I was I was so bought into it that I didn't even question it. I was it was it was so like almost second nature to think about that story. And I had this view of God that he was that that God he or she or whatever that God was um just vengeful and angry and scary. And the collision story back then was if you didn't get your heart right, you were going to burn in hell forever. And that sounds like a horrible collision. That's a, that's like a, a collision of fear. But there's a beautiful collision contained in that story when you really start to look at what it's about. The everything and the nothing. Everything meant nothing. Everything. God's love through Jesus. The way Jesus talked, the way he he taught, the example that he lived for us and the, the teachings that he left us with. He brought everything in the package of love. And that that love, the everything, collided with 
than nothing. And that was that was us. Because what do we have to offer to save ourselves? What do we really have to offer in the form of love? It was Jesus that taught us that the greatest sacrifice that anybody can make, the greatest showing of love is to lay down their life for their friends. And then he went and did it. And whether you believe that was a supernatural thing or not, the fact that this guy would say, hey, punish me for their sins. I mean, think about... Think about the, the heart that somebody has to have to do that. Whether it's supernatural and, and the salvation of mankind or not. Who would do that? Who has ever done that? Who else in the, in the history of mankind has ever said, put all of their... Sh- their <laughs> put all of their shit on me. I'll take it. Have you have you ever said that? Put the shit of the world on me. I'll take it. Has, has anybody you does anybody you know has anybody you know ever said that to you? Hey, don't worry about it. I'll take it. I'll I'll take all of your crap. I'll take all of your hurt. I'll take all of your pain. I'll take all of your brokenness. I'll take all of it. And what do I expect from you? Nothing. I don't expect anything from you, but to just understand how much I loved you. That's all I want. Just understand how much I love you. I mean... Even if Jesus was just a human, just a man. He was a man whose heart was so full of love that he reached out across the span of time from beginning to end. And he said, I'll take it. I love these people so much. Put it on me. And he laid down his life. The story of the Bible is the story of love. And I don't have it all figured out and I don't know all the answers to all the questions and I... I can't even tell you that I understand why I believe what I believe. I don't know. But like I said before, there's something about it that's drawing me in. And there's there's a collision where everything meant nothing. And everything gave nothing a chance.
And if you can, if you, if you can take that, and whatever you want to wrap around that, that's, that's the most beautiful collision of, of, of that, that we could ever even comprehend. That collision is more beautiful than a collision of, of, of self where you're trying to make yourself a better person. You realize that, that you are worth something. That's a that's a more beautiful collision than the than all the things that arced your path. Because without the the collision of love, where love gave us a chance, what what do we really have? What is all the other stuff worth? What what is all the other stuff worth if we don't have that? That love gave us a chance at life. Love gave us a chance to love each other. Love gave us a chance to to have the tools that we need to better ourselves. What do we really have if love didn't do that? Where the everything meets the nothing. That's a collision of the gospel. So look, I'll leave you with this. This is my last point. Okay, my final point in this whole thing of, of the collision, the beautiful collision, the beautiful collision of, of our life stories, the beautiful collision of, of taking ownership of self and the beautiful collision of love giving us a chance. afraid to embrace the collision don't be afraid to step out of your little bubble to step out of your little comfort zone to ask the tough questions the collisions are coming right the collisions are coming Earlier, to, earlier today, my son said, Dad, I don't ever want to get in a car accident. I want to be the best driver ever. I want to be the safest driver you've ever seen. And I said, son, sometimes it's not about you. 
Sometimes you can be the safest driver ever and somebody else will just come and just... Sometimes you're the guy in the truck with the right-of-way going down the road with your two babies in the back. And some guy who's not paying attention runs the red light and smashes into you, right? That guy had a collision too. You know, when I was a kid and I ran in face first into my brother playing football, he had a collision too. So sometimes it's not just it's it's not just you trying to keep things from happening in your life the collisions are coming you can't avoid them but what do you do with them right it's it's how you respond to them and how you let them shape you and how you learn from those things and how you Embrace the healing process. The pain is there, but the healing is coming. And rather than let those things shape you and and decide how you're going to be and who you're going to be, you just, you take control of it. Right? You take control of it. You... You call the, those shots. You decide how it's gonna how it's gonna play out. You focus on the healing and not on the hurt. You take the steps that it's gonna take to get the tools in your toolbox to be the best you that you can be, and not focus on the crap that you've been through, and not be a victim. To your past and the things that you couldn't control and the collisions that you experienced in your life, you take control and you say, this is my story and I'm going to own it and it's not going to control me anymore. And you bring all of that and you take it to the collision of love. And you let that become your everything. You let that love become your everything. Because Jesus gave everything to our nothing to give us a chance. I just want to, I want to thank you guys for listening. 
I know these are different. These episodes are different than everything else we do. But this is the heart and soul of this whole thing. I'm going to keep this going. The shift is going to keep going. The shift is just getting started. The shift bolus, the shift beautiful collision. There's so much more shift coming. So if you like these episodes, you can let me know. Hey, I, I like that. I don't like that. Whatever. I'm open to. I'm open to hearing your criticisms. But don't miss the message in this. All right. Grasp onto it. The collisions are coming. You can't always avoid them. But you can control how they affect you and what you do with them. Embrace the process and bring it to your everything. And let love become your everything. All right. I want to thank Audio Nautics and Kevin McLeod for this music, for the music today. And uh, as always, you can find the Tamale Mafia podcast at www.tamalemafia.com. I've been your host, Aaron, and uh, I love you guys. If you know anybody that's in the shift that has gone through a bunch of collisions in their life, share this with them, okay? All right, we'll see you guys on the other side. Peace out.